Hey, so before we get started, I wanted to talk to you guys about Disney Plus. Now, I know by now you've probably heard about Disney Plus, the new streaming service that includes Disney, Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, and National Geographic. With all these amazing brands in one place, Disney Plus has one of the most incredible libraries in the entire streaming landscape, and it's all ad-free. From classics like Snow White to today's blockbusters like Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame, the content on Disney Plus is truly unparalleled. And if all that isn't enough, Disney Plus even has originals like The Mandalorian, the first live-action Star Wars series. So don't miss out. Go and sign up today and start streaming and tell them Hayes sent you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Awaken Soul Podcast. I am your host, CEO Hayes, and this is the show that aims to make you think, uh, learn, hopefully, and overall walk away um, with, hopefully, either if not a different mindset, just a different way to think. But uh, nonetheless, at the top, if you want to follow me, make sure you're following me at CEO Hayes, that's C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E, on every social media platform that I want you to find me on. And you can also follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at The Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on where you're looking for us at. Um, we got a great show planned for you guys this week. I hyped this one last week. We have um, Sherrod, a.k.a. Rod, from the Blunt Effect podcast. And this is a brother who I've been connected with um, for a couple of months now. And we followed each other. I've listened to every episode of his podcast. He's actually a podcaster who started um, podcasting during the pandemic. Um, but he's going to be here for a long time. So uh, we talk about all this in, in the show, so I'm not going to give too much away on that. I got a very short uh, in the mind of Hayes, uh, in the in the mind of Hayes segment for you guys this week, just because me and Sherrod's conversation, which is built around impact and revenue, um, it gets deep and it, we go pretty long. So I, I didn't I want the focus to be on that. So I got one topic during the in the mind of Hayes segment this week, and it's probably one that has been on a lot of people's minds. So we're gonna get into it right after our intro music, which should start right about now. The following is a Breaks Media podcast. are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my dad. back we're in my dark and twisted crazy ass mind and the only topic that i have is just this one um so i'm sure more, most people have seen the ti and tiny situations the allegations that originally started from sabrina patterson uh, or peterson i'm sorry um and she is the owner of uh, the glam university um and she's so i've seen a, some people try to attack her without knowing who she is like she's been on forbes she's been on black enterprise she uh she has her own bag line, I think clothing line as well. Um, Lady actually made her the cookie of the week like a couple of months ago on Love, Lust, and Badass Soul. So um, she's, while not a huge celebrity by any means, she's very well established in her career and everything. And so this initially came uh, about from Instagram, and she talked about a situation in which T.I. and Tiny uh, and, and made allegations there. There have been a few other women who've come out with allegations since then, and it's all kind of turned into a big thing. Oh, which it should. 
And, you know, I want to make sure that I point out here so far, these are allegations. And while I don't want to sit here and, and focus on the celebrity news aspect of it, I do want to talk about this um, from th from this point. Um, for anyone who comes out and asks, like, why is she just now saying it? If it happened so long ago, why is she just now talking about it? That's the part that I'm going to focus on here, because we have to realize that when people people who've been through traumatic situations, people who have dealt with being abused, especially when it's sexually, um, especially when it's somebody who's in power or a celebrity, don't feel like they have the voice or will be heard if they do come out or be believed, I should say, if, if they do come out with it. And things have changed, of course, since the um, all, all, all the, the social media things and, and calling out and how a lot of celebrities have been uh, got have have been taken down from things like this. And we've seen it start. The Kevin Spacey thing started with the rumor now and, and look at, at where it evolved to. Um, so I'm not here to pass judgment on if it did, if it didn't happen. We'll probably talk about it on the breaks radio. I'm not talking about that aspect here. I do want to focus on the fact that when we can't sit there and tell someone how to deal with their trauma. We can't say, you well, you should have said it then or doubt them just because it came out. You know, regardless if this proves to be true or not true or however this ends up turning, at the end of the day, there are women who go through things like this all the time who don't feel comfortable until coming out years later. And for example, when you see like her come out and then all the number of women that come out as well, once, once this starts happening and they feel like, okay, this is a chance for me to be heard or that trauma gets brought back up, they want to talk about it. And we have to open up our spaces and our minds to give these women the space and opportunity to, to speak their truth. Um, and like I said, I know there are going to be people who try to defend T.I. and Tyrone. There are going to be people who def defend Sabrina and the other women that come out of this. And I, again, I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not here to pass judgment. If it did happen, which is my stance on all, anytime an allegation comes out, if this did happen and it is proven to be true, Throw the motherfucker under the jail. He needs to go right in there with Art Kelly and and fucking Bill Cosby, in my opinion. That's 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 I, I'm not going to waver on that. Um, And so as this continues to evolve and we see where it goes, uh, T.I. has come out. They have the Harris's have come out and have denied it. Uh, they even talked about how they have dealt with her for I think they said for years at this point, over 10 years that they've been dealing with her. And my thing is, you know, the, the, hopefully the truth comes out. And uh, that's all that we can really hope for. But women, I can't stress this enough. If you've been through something, if you've been abused, if you've been molested, whatever it is, and, and if, if nothing else, if you are under the sound of my voice and you hear this and you have, have gone through this, speak out on it because you never know what your story could do to help somebody else who's going through something similar. Um, and that's just really all I have to say about that. Um, yeah, that's really it. I don't want to, don't want to harbor on it too much. It was on my mind. This is the end of mine. Hey, segment. Um, it just, it, it sucks when our black women or women in general, let's just, I, I, I'm very strong advocate for black women, but let's, because women of all races and ages and everything are abused. It sucks when women have to wonder if they're going to be believed or if they're going to be attacked on social media by these these celebrities fans by coming out and speaking on things that happened to them. That should not be the case. A victim should not be afraid to come forward, especially from the public. I get being afraid from the person who victimized you. But one thing that we should not do is the public should, they should not be afraid of public outcry of them. Be, if they, if they were victims, that's just, it sucks. That's not something that I feel like should happen. And it's really disgusting. The fact that, I mean, this, it is a reality and you know, we can talk all day about what should or shouldn't happen, but the fact of the matter is, is that this does happen. 
we don't live in a perfect world. Um, as long as we don't live in a perfect world, that should and should not, you know, that part of it, it, it's, it's necessary to have that part of the conversation, but it really can only go so far because whether it should or should not happen, it does happen. And we need to do something about it to help improve our culture, help improve the lives and help save some women. That's just my thought on it. You can let me know how you feel. You know, the email at awaken soul pod, um, at the awaken soul pod at gmail.com. So you can uh, let me know. You can hit me up on social media. If you want to have this conversation, I'm down to talk about it. Um, but moving on, we're going to get into a more positive mind space. We're going to get into, uh, we're going to bring the energy back up. Uh, it sucks when there's such a sharp t- tone switch in like the topics that we talk about, but it has to be done. Um, I didn't, I, I wouldn't be me if I didn't speak on this today. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to get into our first break. Um, we're going to hear from another podcast on the other side of that and some intro music. And then we're going to come in. We're going to be in the main discussion topic, which is revenue and impact featuring Sherrod from the Balloon Effect podcast. I'll see you guys there. Being a mom is probably the most rewarding thing that I've ever done. I have my own company, but I'm a mom first. A younger mom, it's not an experience like any other. When you're young, you're growing with your kid. You're growing into that identity. Developing and creating a community of moms that are basically sharing information with one another so that we can be stronger moms. Perfect imperfection, beautiful chaos, doing the best you can every day, falling down nine times but getting up ten. As long as you are led by love, you kind of can't lose. Moms coming together to share information so that we can be great parents for our children. Us being the change we wanted to see in the world. Yum came into existence. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, we are in the main discussion topic of this week's episode, and I told you guys I had a guest. I hyped it last week. I hyped it at the top of the show. This is a young brother who I will say uh, we've been following each other for a few months now, and I've, I've been following him, listening to his podcast, and you guys should too. If you like this podcast, you're going to love his shit. That's just period, point blank. Uh, we got Mr. Rod himself from uh, the Blunt Effect podcast. What's going on, bro? Nothing much, brother. You know, just trying to maintain, trying to you know, do everything the right way. I'm blessed, you know, got a good family, got a, you know, a good head on my shoulders. Everything is going good for me. So I appreciate you having me on your show, bro. I enjoy what you do as well, you know, and appreciate to that. see everything that you do and see everything that you're bringing to the table as far as your authenticity and you staying true to yourself, bro. It's people like you that make it, you know, make it good to watch your content, you know, because you got a lot of people who just say anything and just do what's popular and to see somebody like you is creating his own lane and staying true to himself but we need a lot more people like you i appreciate that man i i really do like i remember when i when i first started out and uh people were like damn man my first episode they're like damn that's deep you think people gonna want to listen to it my job isn't isn't to worry about how many people want to listen to it my job is to be like whoever whoever does listen to it i want them to leave thinking and that and that's really helped me man so you like i appreciate all those words bro i can't say enough about that and uh you do yes, it too sir. you do too but we're gonna get into it because this first section is before we get into the actual discussion topic which is impact and revenue we're gonna talk about you so okay. uh the blunt effect podcast first of all yes, tell, tell them I, I think they could probably if they follow you they could probably figure <laughs> out the name 
But first, tell them what made what made you decide that name. What made you start it? We want to hear the process. Um, really, for me, you know, of course, you know, it's the obvious. You know, I'm not going to go too much into detail about it, but it's the obvious. Um, and I feel like you know when you when you're partaking in recreational activities, quote unquote, <laughs> I feel like your uh sometimes your mind goes to a different level and you have a different thought process on the way things are and the things that you see around you. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not always just like, oh, I'm just going to smoke and enjoy and relax and have fun and all kinds of things like that. Like sometimes it's more to it on a philosophical level as well. So for me, um, it was just taking thoughts that I have, like especially when I'm under the influence, I guess you could say, um, seeing things that I see on TV, especially nowadays and politics and things like that. It just made me think on a different level. And it really just started with me like talking shit on Facebook, like seeing stuff that's going on and just like putting my input on it, you know, and people not necessarily liking what I say, but it started conversations. And then that people were just telling me like, bro, you should start a podcast, bro. Like, and I thought, and just like we said earlier, I'm like, bro, I don't know if I can talk that long. Like (laughs) I can say a little bit here and there, but I don't know if I can uphold a conversation if I had to do it by myself for so long, but once I tried it, bro, it was just like, I didn't realize I had so much to say. Like, it's easy to think about stuff when you're like sitting alone, but when you, you know, when you get in front of the camera and it's something that you're passionate about. And I think that's what it was for me was the the type of subjects that I picked to choose and talked about. These are subjects that I'm passionate about. These are things that I've lived and experiences that I've seen, or whether it's something that I've seen somebody else go through. And it's, easy to watch other people talk about stuff like this, especially when they're celebrities because they don't necessarily relate to us as people as far as like middle-class people or lower-class people because they're at a certain level of, you know, celebrity or they have a certain amount of money in their pocket. But um, for me, it was more or less wanting to make my podcast relatable and talk about things that people could relate to on all levels, whether it be politics, whether it be personal stuff, just to kind of give everybody that sense of knowing that you can make it through something. If you've got, you got something that's going, going bad or a situation that's not necessarily ideal, you know, it's a lot. I, I say it's easy for celebrities to say things to uplift you because they're already there. They've already, they got all the money, they got all the statue, they got all that stuff. But for somebody like me or you to come to the table and say, hey, I've been in your shoes. Like I'm, I'm going through the same stuff right now. You know what I mean? So I can help you. We can help each other. That's the type of vibe that I wanted to bring to the table on top of, you know, the extracurricular and things like that. I felt like that would be something that, you know, people who do the same thing I do could sit back, relax and relate to, and, you know, just kind of get a different perspective on life, especially from somebody at my age. I feel like I'm, I'm still young. And when people hear the things that I talk about and what I've been through, I sound like an old head and I, and that's what I like that about myself yeah. because people, they respect me more because they don't just look at me as a, as a young cat or just a young and dumb kid. Like when they hear me talk, that gives them a whole different perspective of me. For sure. For sure. And I think, I think you, you touched on a couple of things there, right? When, when you, to sit down and do this, right? I could talk, for example, if I, if I wanted to talk about celebrity news, for example, there's no way I can fill a whole episode. I got maybe three to five minutes for you, right? So, like, that's why exactly. the, the people who get into this and, like, do things or chase the things that they think is going to be popular or get them noticed, I, I, hats off to them if they can fill a full show with that because that shit don't interest me enough to talk about this long. Um, like, when I when I get on my passionate rants and get to going, that's only because I'm talking about whatever I, I truly love and I'll be talking about it if it even if it wasn't for the podcast. So, I'm, I'm glad that, you, that you've reached that point. Um... And so, like you, you started 
your podcast during the pandemic, right? And yes, sir. There's a there's a lot of podcasters who started during the pandemic that you can that you can tell once this is over and they're back to life, they're probably not going to be as passionate about this as what they were. You, on the other hand, like I said, I've listened to you. I've listened to every episode that you had. I think I I think I came on you probably about five or, or so episodes in when we first started okay. following each other. Um, but after that, I've listened to every episode you've had since then. And you can tell this isn't just a, a thing to do because that you can't go outside for you. So what was it like starting a podcast during the pandemic? Um, for me, honestly, bro, it really just like it gave me more time. It gave me the time to sit back and look at everything for what it really is and what's going on and appreciating things in life and things like that. And that's what really got me started just because or you know, during the pandemic, just because um, I feel like for other people, it seemed like because of what's going on, you wouldn't have enough time to do it. Or like mm-hmm. you said, like you start to do it because you had the time when you're not working or whatever. But then once everything starts opening back up, you lose that passion for it. And for me, it was more than that. It was just more or less me expressing my opinions because I'm an open mind. Like I'm always down to have a conversation with anybody. I'm always down to listen to what somebody has to say, because I know that nobody's always going to agree with what I have to say. And I'm not always going to agree with what somebody else says, but it's about how we have conversation. And it was just about that alone. Like it had nothing, it really had nothing to do with the pandemic for me, as far as like the amount of time I was going to have to take because I was passionate about what I was talking about. So, I mean, like, bro, seriously, I was getting up before work in the morning. Like I have to be at work at 9 AM. I was getting up at like seven and just like, I already had what I wanted to talk about. I already knew what I was going to say. I already knew how my setup was going to be. So for, and this is during the pandemic. So luckily I was still blessed to be able to go to work, but you know, that's another obstacle because not only do I not have the same amount of time that somebody has during the pandemic, I'm still going to work. So, and that was just another subject for me to talk about, you know, just Mm -hmm. going through what's going on during the pandemic, people going through, you know, people, essential workers and me being an essential worker. I felt like that was one of those things that I could relate with, with people. And so the podcast, like, I mean, the pandemic really didn't have an effect on my timing. Like if anything, it motivated me more to do it just because it was so much going on. There's so much to talk about. Like you said, outside of celebrity news and things like that, because I'm not too big into celebrity news at all either. I mean, what I could say about celebrity news is probably a million other people saying the same thing. And I just feel like it's washed out and I would rather come with some authentic content that's truly from my heart. So that's, that's what it was for me. You know, it had nothing to do with timing except it was perfect timing because there was so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find like, so you were still, you were essential work, which I didn't know that you, that you were essential workers. So hats off to you. Cause it, all right, hats off to the essential Appreciate workers you, out bro. here. Cause y'all are invaluable. Like for real, like, you can't put a value on what you guys do and bring to society. So hats off to you there. Um, did you find that creating and starting your podcast during the pandemic, was it harder or was it easier to get people to listen to you initially because people were looking for something to do and to fill their time with at that point? Um, I feel like initially it was easier to get people to listen to me because when I started, when people were telling me I should do a podcast, I was more or less like, uh, I don't know. But at the same time, I was kind of, you know, optimistic towards it. So I was just kind of like, hmm, I mean, I could, but at the same time, I don't know. And then when I started talking about the, you know, the probability of me doing it, more people became engaged. So at first for me, it was just like, you know, people were listening. People wanted to know what I had to say. Mm-hmm. And then I seen, it feels like as time progressed, when people realized that I wasn't coming with that same type of 
entertainment as far as like talking about celebrity news and going and doing like things that quote unquote go viral and things like that. Like I was coming with like some real, like some real heartfelt, not heartfelt, but like deep topics. I think it kind of drew people back a little bit. Like they kind of looked back like, oh, this wasn't what I expected. But at the same time, in my opinion, I was just like, fuck it. Like with everything that's going on, it's in, it's like, this is what I feel. And I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to express how I feel. And this is the perfect platform to put it on, especially with so many people that engage in social media. Now, this is just, you know, people get on social media and say whatever they want to say, but then in real life, like they're not, they're nothing like that. But I'm the type of person, like, I say what I mean, whether it's on camera, on audio, or in real life. So I have no issues and no yeah. problem with saying what I want to say. And I kind of like, like, the the anticipation of especially, like, if it's something that somebody doesn't agree with. Uh-huh. Like, bro, I'm all for it, especially <laughs> on the podcast. I'm like, bro, let's do it because that's what I want. Like, I want people to hear what somebody else's opinion is because everybody it's easy to agree with somebody when everybody agrees with you. But when you have a different perspective of things and people can see one side of things and another side of things, then it kind of gives you something to go off of and you can decide for yourself instead of just listening to what somebody says. And it's all just one opinion. That's a fact. And the, the, cause you touched on a lot there. Like the thing that I w- always wanted to do with this. Like I, when I first started and shout out to one of my friends, his name is Bella, Andrew Bello. He's, he's a Trump supporter. And so like back when we first started, it was right when Trump got elected. So we used to have a lot of conversations on this podcast about like different sides. I remember people used to be like, I can't believe you have a Trump supporter here. And I'm like, I don't have to agree with him to, to have a conversation. I'm like, we walk away both learning something every time we have a conversation. Even if I don't agree, if I think what he says is batshit ass crazy, which he's a very intelligent person, so it's never that. At least I walk away learning, all right, this is how Trump supporters feel and think. Now I now I know I know I'm better equipped to have conversations with them. So it's exactly. like exactly like people people we fall into this thing where we we start turning into an echo chamber, right? Like we just want to hear people with our same thoughts and ideas and we embrace them. I get embracing like-minded people, but at the same time, I I love having people around me and close to me that think differently than what I do because you can offer a completely different perspective that I didn't see. And if I had somebody around who just thought like I did, we both blind as shit. So like it, yes, sir. It, I don't understand it. I don't understand that whole having people who just think, act, and and do the same things as you do all the time. Because no, I I need to have people who can see where my blind spots are. Because we all have them. Exactly. I feel the exact same way, bro. Because I feel like if I'm always surrounded by people who agree with everything I'm saying, I'm never going to progress. Because everybody's just going to like everything that I do, and everybody's going to be content with what I do. Like I like when people tell me stuff that you know might not necessarily be quote unquote correct or right because then it makes me look and take a second guess and look back. And even if I don't necessarily agree, at least I'm taking the time to look back and say, okay, I see what they meant, but I'm passionate about what I said on this or on that. And I feel like, um, I feel like a lot of people, they have their own opinions, mm-hmm. but then when you disagree with them, then they, it's just like, it hits them so much harder and they yeah. just don't want to have that conversation. I feel like that the politics is like really the mo the biggest thing. Cause like you politics said, bro, like, so, such a sensitive topic, man. Yeah, bro. Like I've had plenty of conversations with people that are Trump supporters and I've had the same conversations you've had. Like people are like, how can you have that conversation when he's a Trump supporter? I'm like, I don't care that he's a Trump supporter. Like I have my opinion and he has his, but it's not about the difference in opinions. It's about how we express them and how we're able to talk to people. And the biggest thing about that and other situations outside of politics is that people just simply don't know how to communicate with each other in order to voice their opinions 
And, you know, because nobody's ever going to be on the same page. Like, I feel like it's not it's not human for us to be on the same page all the time or to be on the same accord. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, those are things that make people better. And those are things that can sometimes make people worse. But I feel like it's always good to have different opinions because it allows you to see different perspectives, especially if it's somebody who's involved in the situation. Like you always want to have the opinion of somebody who is directly involved in the situation, especially in politics, at least that's my opinion, because these are the people that, you know, that are on the front lines and the backs of the people that the country is built off of. So I feel like their opinion matters. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. Um, and there you have it with that. What's the biggest thing that you've learned since starting your podcast? Um, the biggest thing that I've learned personally is that everybody's not going to like what I say, bro. Like, and I, <laughs> and I feel like for a while I was just, I always had that thought like, oh, I don't care what nobody says. I don't care, blah, blah, blah. Until I really started talking about things that people didn't want to hear, like as far as like politics and speaking my opinion and speaking my truth as far as like being a black man in America and being a black man in society, because I grew up with, you know, a mixture of people and I have just as much white friends as I have black friends. And it was like growing up, you know, being young, you don't think about stuff like that. You just think about having fun and enjoying life. But then when you get to a certain age, like right now, and you see this stuff every day on the news and you're being observant of what's in front of you as far as what the media portrays, I feel like the, you know, I wanted to talk about those things and the reactions that I got from people was just like, wow, like, this is what you think about me? Like, all I did was just, I didn't say nothing bad about, I didn't say fuck Trump. I didn't say he's a piece of shit. Or, you know, I just stated my opinion about him as far as what he says in regards to people who are not like him. Yeah. That's as simple as I can put it without, you know, you know, stepping on toes or pushing people's buttons and things mm-hmm. like that. But, you know, and the reaction that I got just that was just humbling. It made me know, it let me know that number one, I'm doing something that's good because I'm I'm being real. Like I'm being real and I'm being honest. Like I'm not doing and talking about stuff just to bring popularity or just to have some sense of, you know, just to bring people get people's attention. I'm talking about things that are near and dear to me. So when somebody doesn't feel something, doesn't necessarily agree with what I say, and it's something that I'm passionate about, it doesn't necessarily steer me away or discourage me because it just motivates me more because it lets me know like somebody's out there listening. And just like you said, when we were talking earlier, it's not, it wasn't about whether people like what I said or not. It was about the message that people mm-hmm. received once they heard what I said. Yeah. Nobody, I'll tell you this. Nobody receives a message quite like somebody who disagrees with you because for them to disagree that means that they you some people just you know some people will hear one thing and automatically disagree but i mean if you can have a conversation with somebody who fundamentally disagrees with you and they point out why they disagreed with you all that meant is that that you you were in, entertaining and intelligent enough in the way that you communicated your thoughts that even though they disagreed, they still wanted to hear what the hell you had to say. And people exactly. don't see it that way. Like people will automatically like fly out. How dare you disagree with me? Like, no, nah, if you, if you've listened to what I've had to say and you disagree, no, nah, you're the one I want to have the conversation with because you, exactly. you've, you've listened enough. So let's, let's talk exactly. about it. So, and a lot of people, bro, like a lot of people disagree with stuff. And then when you ask them why they disagree, they don't even know why the fuck they disagree. Like exactly. they just, they don't like what you said. And it's just like, I don't want to talk about it, but really you don't know why you just don't like that. I said something that you didn't want to hear. Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's get in 
to the topic at hand for tonight. And this is a deep one. Like I had told you before, I, I can't remember when we first started messaging each other, but I wanted to have you on for a while. I'm all about bringing someone on when I feel like the conversation is going to be great rather than just have them on to fill space. And this is one that I was like, after our phone conversation, I was like, you know what? I feel like this, this topic came to me and I was like, this would be perfect for Rod. So this is a conversation about impact versus revenue, right? Because the thing is we all have to make money for a living, right? There, there's a cross section of us that actually are able to do what we love for a living, right? But then, it, yes, then you have to balance it out. Are you doing what you're doing because you love it and you know that it's going to impact you, the people around you, or the people that you interact with, whatever? Or are you in it and does the does the money that you're going to be able to make doing doing that carry you through? And if that's the case, how long is that really sustainable? So I wanted to have a conversation from that point. First, let's 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 define impact even though everybody should know what impact is but let's define it impact to have a strong effect on someone or something so when you when you hear impact first what's the first thing that comes to your mind um the type of impression you know mm -hmm. i feel like everybody or has an impression upon somebody or something that's happened to them that's left an impression on them that has molded them into the person that they are or has molded them into the thought process that they think or just going through life the way they go through life. So when I think of impact, impact, you know, we go through that in everyday life. Like every day we go through things and we have situations that impact the way that we think, the way that we see people, the way that we perceive things and the way that we are perceived. So I feel like impact is something that is, you know, underrated because a lot of people don't think about it. They don't think about you know, the impacts and the things that they do and the things that happen to them throughout their day and throughout their mm -hmm. daily life that, you know, in turn makes them who they are or, you know, makes them have a certain expression, whether they're pissed off about something or whether they're happy about something or whether they're upset or, you know, people don't realize that the things that go on with them throughout life is because something impacted them in a certain type of way, whether it was positive or negative. Yeah. For sure. And the, the the thing is, when 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 you we all have an impact in, in a degree, right? Like, every, well, that's the thing. There's a difference between having an effect on somebody's life and having an impact in somebody's life. Right. You can you can walk up and you can give a bum on the street a hamburger. Right. You've affected his meal, the way he how he feels for the rest of that day. But when you mm -hmm. make an impact on someone, I look at impact as being lasting. Right. Being so rather than give that give that homeless man a cheeseburger because he's hungry. What if you're able to give him an opportunity and give him a job that gets him off the street that changes his whole way of living? No matter what comes after that, he'll probably always remember the person who saw him and gave him a chance to give him an opportunity for a job. Or even if you point him in the direction, and say, hey, go here. I know somebody who was hiring. I'll put in a word for you. So that's exactly. that's that's the difference between having an impact and having an effect. Right. So when I think about impact, to me, everything, and I talked about this in the last episode, it's, it's a word that I kind of drill home. My photography company is called Legacy Visions, but I think about legacy. The way that you impact the people around you, the people that you interact with, directly correlates with whatever your legacy is when you're, when you're gone off this earth. The thing that I always look, I, I, I think of, to, uh, of is my grandfather, for example. My grandfather... He was he had Alzheimer's like literally from the time I was probably like nine. So he was sick most of the the, the life that I knew him. And then he passed away um, about about nine years ago. Um, but the way that people to this day talk about him, like some of his old co-workers, the way that they talk about his worth ethic, the way that they talked about how he used to be like, oh, come on. with lunch. You, you don't have nothing to eat for lunch. My, my wife's making lunch. Come come with me. And 
to hear the impact that he had on people's lives so that they still 30, 40, hell, I'm 34 years old, 40, 40 plus years ago, they still talk about him with such reverence. That's legacy. You feel me? And so yes, when I think about making an impact, I think about how it correlates to whatever legacy I want to leave behind. And there's a good impact. There's a negative impact as well. We're going to focus on the good here because enough people okay. talk about negative <laughs> shit. We, we maybe can dive into it a little bit. But like, so that's what I think of when I think le- legacy. I mean, when I think impact. So the next question that I have for you is this, right? We, we live in cancel society. Everyone Indeed. wants, like, everyone has has been canceled damn near at some point. I remember, freak, they tried to cancel Kendrick Lamar for not saying something at one point. Like, he, he was MIA. And then they tried to, yeah. where's Kendrick Lamar in this? And then it was cancel Kendrick. It was like, come on, man, this is what we doing? Um, yep. <laughs> one, yep. of the most yep. pos- one of the most positive brothers in our, in our industry right now. It's Kendrick Lamar, and they try to cancel him. But nonetheless, that's that. Let me, I'm a Kendrick stand, so don't let me get on that shit. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but how difficult do you think, or have you found that it is to have an impact when it seems like people are more likely to try to cancel you for speaking out or or whatever that you do than than allow the impact to kind of sit around? What do you think about that? Um, I think you know, being who you are and being true to yourself can have a major impact. And I think that's the biggest thing is because a lot of people, they follow trends. Mm -hmm. A lot of people only do things because that's the trend to do it. Like when you think about it, bro, when it comes to black advocacy and things like that, you didn't really hear about, you didn't hear a lot of celebrities and a lot of people talking about it until, you know, LeBron James started talking about it because it was like for so long, there was always that cat on it. Like, don't talk about that. Like they don't want to hear about that. And then you got people who just said, fuck it. You know, people need to hear about this. And when it comes from somebody like me, who's got millions of dollars, then people who don't have money, they now have a voice because they see me, somebody who made it and was just like them. So I feel like in our culture, people get canceled because they're not real. Like they only do things for clout and they do things because it's trending and things like that. But it's like, you didn't have that same kind of energy when this stuff was still going on and we were still sitting here going through the same shit every day. And now because LeBron's talking about it or so-and-so co-signed it, yeah. now you feel like it's okay to talk about it. And I feel like that's the reason why people get canceled because on top of them doing just stupid and erratic shit in general, just fucking up their own legacy. But I feel like people get canceled just simply because they're not genuine. They only do things because other people are doing it and because other people are talking about it. And it's like, you know, I understand it. I understand that you might be gaining a different type of benefit from this Mm -hmm. because, you know, other people get, you know, they get different benefits and things like that for talking about it. But if you're going to talk about it, you got to be real. You got to relate to the people who are actually going through it. And that's what keeps people You know, that's what keeps fans, that's what keeps people who are really down for you around because they really see you for who you are and they really see that you're relatable and that you can talk and that you can show sympathy for people when we're going through times like this instead of just talking about it just because everybody else is struggling and making it a big thing and it's going mainstream. Now everybody wants to talk about it. It's easy to talk about it when it's mainstream, but have that same energy when nobody else is talking about it. Bring Bring that same attention to these things when nobody else is talking about it. I mean, I think, and to kind of bring home, you said genuineness, right? And to bring all that home, when you think of like Colin Kaepernick, right? Kneeling, losing his whole career before Black Lives Matter was a big thing. 
You feel me? Now, now yeah. that we've now that we've gone through several summers of black men being shot unarmed and and women too. Let's not forget that we're, their sisters losing their lives as well. After we got through that and the George Floyd and the riots, now people are finally starting to be like, you know what? This Kaepernick dude was he was on to something before before everyone else. So when you think about like following trends, the same people and companies who were saying, look, I don't want to see kneeling doing a football game. Now they're starting to realize, oh, shit, if we would have paid attention during that when it was just a football game, maybe we wouldn't have these riots like we're having now. See, that's the thing. It's like and and, and it, it, it's so crazy that, that it has to get to a boiling point for the majority of this country to really take note of shit. And that's what's disgusting about it. I know we're not here to talk about that. I don't want to get it bogged down in, uh, in that too much. But for real, it's it's just like. The people who were, who were, and even LeBron, shut up, shut up and play. Let's shut up and play basketball thing. Now I, I yeah. bet you that they wish that they were shut, that that, that they would have listened to him then because, like, people like LeBron who speak out and who are upfront about social activism and shit like that, they will so much. If LeBron said right now, we're boycotting ESPN. I'm not playing any game that's listed on ESPN. Whatever else, nobody who who supports me. Don't watch ESPN games. Do you know how many people in our culture would be like, all right, well, LeBron said this fuck ESPN. We 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 not fucking with oh, ESPN. Oh, yeah, definitely, bro. Like definitely. he could he could stop so many checks and the power that he wields. And I, I like and even more so than Jordan. Jordan, I always say Jordan's a better player than Mike. I mean, uh than than um LeBron. But as far as this activism shit, LeBron is untouched as as far as athletes go. Definitely. LeBron wields so much power, not just in the NBA. When I say when it, it when it comes to sports, if LeBron wanted to call the top football players, baseball players, basketball, everyone would go to that meeting and they'll all be on the same page. Definitely, definitely. So that's when you think about that's the type of impact that we all should uh, should uh, or want to have at some point. No, none of not many of us ever will. He's the first one to ever do it. But so when you think of impact, that's, he's definitely a, a great person to point out there. Um, and so something else that uh, that we that we want to go to, and you know, we're, we may be coming off this list soon. This list was a jumping point, not not necessarily us being beholden to it. Even in our podcasting, right? Even in our platforms, and, and think this is what I said. I said this two years ago, and people basically were like, "I get what you're saying, but you're being a little dramatic." But this, this, follow me with this: if Martin Luther King and Malcolm X had a platform like podcasting and Twitter and Facebook, where they could reach hundreds and thousands and millions of people by either uploading a speech or tweeting something, what do you think they would do with it? And we sitting here in a culture that most mainly, mainly what we do with it is we're watching fucking busted challenges and silhouette challenges yeah. and shit. You feel me? <laughs> so like, and don't yeah. get me wrong, it's great for that too. But for me personally, when I when I what I want to do, and I talk about crazy shit, and I say you know I post, I say stupid shit all the time. Fun that's funny, but ultimately, what I try to use everything that I have for is for for impact. It's it's cool to sit on Twitter and interact with people and talk shit and post memes and gifts. But at the end of the day. I do. I need to do that to me, and I'm just not anything that I hold anybody else. I need to be talking about shit that matters as much as I do any of that, and so that's what I try to do. That thought, once my brain switched to that, and I had that thought, my my not only did my podcast grow, but that's when the me producing content came. I had a stretch in which, bro, I, I kid you not, for six weeks straight, we kept. The one was breaking a record of the most downloads in a day. The next, the next uh, episode that dropped 
broke that one, and it broke that one. When I looked at that like six to eight week stretch that that was going on, it was because I was totally engaged and pet like all the extra shit. The fluff like, that was after get the fluff out was the title of the episode, and I just was on this stretch of content that that felt like it came. I said like my ancestors were speaking through me, bro. At that point, and so that's what that's what the impact that I want to have. And then I so to this day, the episode that I talked about depression, and I talked about at one, I was never suicidal. I, I feel like I always have to say this, but there was a point in my life where I seriously did not want to be here. I never thought about taking my life, but I did not want to be here. And I and oh, yeah. when I sat down and did that episode, I didn't know that was going to come out of my mouth. There are black men. And there was a couple of mothers who had, who had their sons listen to it. When I tell you that episode was like six to eight months ago, I still get emails about that episode to this day. And that's the that's the legacy. That's the impact that I want to have with people. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Most definitely. And with me, you know, I feel the same way. Like I always, that was my reason for podcasting. I feel like, you know, I always wanted to make sure that I left a good impression on people. Not necessarily, I mean, I want to leave a good impression because that's always good. But mm-hmm. I always wanted to make sure that people respect me for who I am, respect me for my authenticity, respect me for maybe not necessarily having the same opinion as them, but, and also respect me for the fact that I'm man enough to come to you and have a conversation with you like a man and not like an asshole, you know, now if it comes time that I have to be an asshole, you know, then that's just, <laughs> it is what it is, you know. You got to embrace but, it sometimes, bro. you got to embrace the exactly. asshole. Exactly. But, you know, I feel like, you know, what this generation lacks a lot of is morals and respect. And I feel like that has a huge impact on how we treat people and how people treat others and how we perceive things in life is, you know, morals and respect. And I just feel like nowadays, you know, with the podcast and a lot of people don't talk about things like that. And that was something that I wanted to have behind my podcast. And like, I wanted people to look at me and see, see the exterior, you know, they see the dress, they see the beard, they see what I wear, they hear how I talk, mm-hmm. you know, but what I, I don't want you to listen to how I talk. I want you to listen to what I say, mm-hmm. because what I say is where the message is. And if you just listen to how I talk and how I sound, the message is going to go over your head because plenty of people are going to listen and be like, oh, I don't like how he sounds or oh, he's talking about some bullshit. I don't like what he's got going on in the background. And it's not about that. It's about listening to me and not just hearing my voice and i feel like that's what a lot of people lack like just like we talked about earlier a lot of people they lack listening they just hear it yeah. like they hear something they just automatically like oh fuck that i don't want to hear that shit you know what i mean i don't want to hear that bullshit just like a song like when you play a song that first you know 30 seconds is like the most detrimental part of the song because in that first 30 seconds you're going to either say i don't want to listen to it or you're going to listen to it, whether it be the beat that's catchy or whether they say something in the hook that's catchy those first 30 seconds so that's what i always try to you know implement with myself like i want to catch you with something but i'm not going to catch you with nothing i'm not going to catch you with anything that's outside of my personality like i'm going to yeah. be real and i'm going to stick with what i'm talking about but because that's my that's the message that i want to send but at the same time i'm not going to be fake about it yeah some people say shock shit just to say shock shit, right? And, exactly. and that, that's the wrong type of shit to do. Like, for me, if I say something that's shocking, if I say something that people deem controversial, it's not because I thought it was. It's because that's just my damn opinion. Like, it, it is what it is. Um, and and I think that, that people trying to make an impact, and that's not even really an impact. That's just people trying to trying to have shock, a shock value. When you say when they say some shit that they think is going to be controversial just because of that reason, it's like, come on, fam. We see through yeah, this shit. Facts. 
Facts. Yeah, Facts. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. But um, so when we to get back to this impact and revenue thing, right? Okay, have how do I want to word this? For us to do, you feel like people have to be happy in what they do to make money? Um, no, not at all. Because you know, just a perfect example of everybody who has a nine to five. Like I'm pretty sure that ninety percent of the people who go to work every day aren't happy with what they're doing, but they do it because they have to make money. You know, there's a very small percent of people that do what they like, that get paid to do what they enjoy mm-hmm. doing. And that's just how society is set up. I feel like society is set up to, you know, you either got to go to work or you got to go to school. You ain't got time to worry about some shit that you want to do. You ain't got work. You got time to fucking worry about going to play basketball unless you're just that good that we can turn you into an athlete and make money off of you, yeah. then maybe you can get a scholarship and go to college for free or something like that. But other than that, it's either go to work or go to school. And if you can't afford to go to school, then guess what you got to do? You got to go to work. So a lot of people, a lot of people generate revenue because like not doing anything that they enjoy doing, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like that takes the joy away from doing something that you want to do because it's like you, you get up and it's just this sense of, training that we've been through all our lives that we get up we go to work because we have to put food on the table we have to provide and you know things like that that we sometimes feel like we don't have time for ourselves but um that just goes to say this is something i talked about in my last episode was you know if you can make the time to go and get Jordans, you'll stay in the line to go get Jordans. You know say, what I mean? And you can say, give it to him. Give it to, to him. <laughs> you know, yes sir. If you if you can make the time to go and get Jordans and you can make the time to do something that you enjoy doing. You can take the time out to perfect your craft so that you're able to make money doing something that you like mm-hmm. doing. Because how do you think Bill Gates got to where he was? I know for a fact, I mean, I don't know for a fact because I don't know Bill Gates, but I'm sure that Bill Gates, he was not always a billionaire. Yeah. You know what I mean? They say he started Microsoft when like his basement, basement or something. A garage, something like that, yeah. Yeah, like he started Microsoft in his garage and, you know, Jeff Bezos started Amazon in his garage. So, like, these are people, these are prime examples of people that, you know, they like what they did so much that they did go work a nine to five and you said, you know what, yeah, I, I'm staying up tonight. I got some, I got some shit to do. I, I got a, I got a goal to accomplish. And a lot of people, they, I feel like they use work as an excuse. I mean, I understand, I know again, it's tiring. Bro. I know it's tiring to get up in the morning and go and go to work and help your kids get ready for school and things like that. But you got to think about the people who are millionaires. Most of millionaires went through the same thing you were going through. You know what I mean? Most of these people had jobs. Most of these people had families. Mm-hmm. Some of these people didn't have shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if you are already living a half decent life and you're complaining about not having the time to go do something or not or being too tired, that's no excuse for me because you have people like, bro, I literally, I followed this guy on Instagram. His name is Wallow267. He's an inspirational speaker. If you know who Gilly the Kid is, that's his cousin. Mm-hmm. So they do podcasts and this man just got out of prison like two years ago. And this man is already a millionaire. So when I see that and then I see people who, you know, they already have, and he did it, he, he did it like 20 years in prison, bro. So we already had a 20 year head start on this man and he's already come out and he's used his time productively and he's used his time wisely. So when people start talking about, oh, I can't do this because I don't have time or I don't, I can't, 
do this because I don't have the money. And it's like, you have the money and you have the time. You just aren't using it wisely because if you can go spend time to go stand in the line at the movie theater to go see that new movie that's coming out at 12 o'clock in the morning when you know your ass got to go to work or you know you got some other things that you need to prioritize, then maybe you should take a little bit more time to do the things that make you happy in life and do the things that, you know, feel like you would be happy doing while generating money. Yeah. I think... So, like you said, the generating of income is used to provide, right? It's also sometimes used to fuel your passion if you can do it. Like, this is why, like, for me, even though I, I got into investments in doing what I do for a living, and I absolutely loved it. I still love it to a degree, right? But I took the time and energy that went into that, and I put it into my photography company, my kids, my XYZ. So, like, I think sometimes we get so caught up in in making money and that does feel like happiness that we forget that to find our passions within that and that's even if you don't look to monetize your passion sometimes you need to have you well not sometimes i feel like everybody should have something they're passionate about and very often the adrenaline rush of other things can feel like passion and not really be it and by that i mean like most of us spent time young going to clubs doing whatever and that was fun you feel me that was fun. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. At some point, you felt like, hey, I'm going to do this every Friday night. Yeah. And then you fall off of that shit. Because while it was fun, while it gave you an adrenaline, while you probably met some amazing people doing it, I don't know anybody whose passion is going to the club, bro. Facts. <laughs> like, like, I just don't. And that's not this. And I don't want to make it seem like every like people shouldn't have that experience to spend some time doing that. Because, hell, there's times where I still I don't like clubs because I fight. And when people step on my shoes, I don't like that shit. But I still go to bars and drink and shit <laughs> from time to time. Oh, yeah. But that's a very small chunk of my life now where like back when I was 21, 22, that if I didn't have my kids and it was a weekend I didn't have to work. I was in somebody's club feeling on somebody's ass. That's what I was doing with my life. And that shit was fun as hell. But it definitely was. And and you can get caught up in that, but everything has its season. Eventually that time, and I look at it now, like if I would have discovered my love for photography back then instead of being all up in the club, where the hell would I be at now? And I've made it far now at this point. Like, and I only found this passion like three or four years ago at this point. So I get it. You know, we can get caught up in fun and fun feels like passion, but fun can get confused for passion. You got to find what you're truly passionate about. Like I said, I don't know one. I've been on this earth 34 spins and I've lived in six different countries. I don't know nobody whose passion is being up in the club. Facts. facts. <laughs> I don't know nobody whose passion is being in the club. Even if, they, if it is your passion, then. Hey, hats off to you. Hats off to you. But, and I think. Um, sometimes it feels selfish to find our, our passion, right? It, it feels selfish because it, it very often, it takes time away from other things. It takes, it can take a lot of time. Um, and it's not necessarily generating money or whatever. And it feels like, damn, why am I putting this time and thing into it? You're putting into it because that's what fills you up. You can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. Your passion is what fills you up. Other people, I, I truly believe other people cannot fill you up. They can help take your mind off things. They can help, they can help, they can help or take part in things that do fill you up, but I truly feel the passions in life are what are what fill you, and then you can pour out and do other shit. Exactly, and and with that being said, I feel like you're your own worst enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people can tell you that you can't do something, but it's ultimately up to you to decide whether or not that you can do it. You know, mm -hmm. so anybody can tell you that you can't do something. Anybody can tell you that you can. I remember, and I'm sure you remember things like this as well, like your mother telling you that you know you were good at 
for example, playing basketball, knowing damn well you suck. You know what I mean? But they tell you that to encourage you, number one, because they're paying for it probably. But number two, <laughs> they tell you that because they want to encourage you and give you that sense of feeling like I can do this. You know what I mean? And it makes you want to get better at doing it because knowing knowing that somebody is encouraging you, knowing that somebody's watching you and they like what you're doing, they like to see you enjoy what you're doing, you know, that is what is encouraging. But when somebody, you know, necessarily doesn't, they tell you they don't like what you're doing or, you know, that's can sometimes be discouraging. But at the same time, if you have the drive and you have the motivation, that's what motivates you. And that can boost your confidence into making you be like, you know what? Yeah, I, I feel you, but fuck what you're talking about. I'm about to come back harder. Like, I don't yeah. care what you're talking about. I appreciate it. But now I'm about to use you as fuel and ammunition to do something better. Man, listen to that. Uh, listen to that. It's the the things that I and this has always been something about me. Back back when I was younger and and playing baseball and and football, is that I can find fuel in the in the craziest of things. I remember one time I I was playing football and I tackled this kid, this woman's son, and she and I heard her from from the audience say, "Oh, he's gonna he's my son's gonna get him next time." I killed that motherfucker the whole rest. <laughs> I know she was mad as hell. Man, I killed right, that motherfucker. The, the rest, the rest of the, the rest of the game. Just that little me hearing your mama say, "Oh, my son's gonna get him next time." Matter mm-hmm. of fact, to this day, I don't even know if that was his actually. She could have been talking about somebody else on the field, but because I thought it was the person that I just tackled, I'm killing Bad. you every play for the rest of the game. Exactly. <laughs> as my dog goes the hell off, but um, so <laughs> <laughs> let, let's get back to talking impact, right? Um, you so you you you've you've started podcasting. You got your passion going. Um, this is definitely something from our conversations you see yourself doing for a long time. You're gonna you're gonna ride it just to see where it goes. How do you think that's made a change in you? And not only just you and like how you podcast, but how you how you parent, how you father, how you're a better. Uh, I don't know if you're married or not, but how you're a better partner. Like how do you how do you see that that it contributing to those parts and the legacy that you um, have? Honestly, bro, it. It, it really helped me out in a lot of ways because it helped me. It made me look at myself from a different standpoint. You know, it's always like we talked about earlier. It's always easy to listen to other people talk about stuff. But when you listen to somebody that relates to what you have going on, it just hits a lot different. And for me, I feel like podcasting made me a lot. You know, it changed me because it changed me in a sense of being able to speak and say things that I want to say, but also realizing that, you know, in order for certain people to, you know, receive the information, you have to present it a certain way. Mm -hmm. Not everybody can take information in its raw form. You know what I mean? So sometimes you have to kind of tweak it, not necessarily sugarcoat, but, you know, sometimes it's how you come off and the things that you say that make people not want to listen to what you say or make people discouraged about what you have to bring to the table. And as far as like that goes, that podcast made me better in that sense. Um, as far as myself, it made me look at myself and just reflect upon myself and reflect upon the things that I've gone through in life and the adventures and, you know, the trials and tribulations that I've been through, because that's what my podcast is based off of. That's what a lot of the things that I talk about are based off of or my experiences and, sharing them with other people and connecting them with what's going on and the relevancy of what's going on in today's society. 
And um, so every day, you know, I look at myself and I reflect, especially when I'm doing a, a episode on something like maximizing your time. That was an episode that I did based upon myself mm. because I felt like there were times that I wasn't maximizing my time. Like there were times when, you know, when I say you got to you want to go get those joys, you got to have that same energy. I That's the same thing I taught myself, like, you know, that same energy that I have when there is something that I have my mind set on that I know that I want to do. And no matter what gets in my way, I'm fuck you. Fuck you. Oh, yeah, I got something to do. I, I got to have that same energy when I'm doing my podcast and when I'm doing things like, you know, in business and things like that in life. So that's how it made me, you know how it impacted me as far as doing my podcast and my family life. It impacted me as far as, you know, just being able to be more open-minded, especially with my lady and having like open-ended conversations and being more and having more communication with my lady. Like we have a strong communication now, but some of the things that I talk about in my podcast and are some of her opinions Mm. that I don't agree with. So when I talk about saying that I've had conversations with other people, more than likely she's probably the person I had that conversation (laughs) with, you know what I mean? And, You know, and it's different when you're having a conversation with somebody that you love and you care about, especially a significant other that has your best interest because you can be real with each other. You can tell somebody like I could tell her, hey, I'm going to do a uh, I'm doing a podcast with Hayes and I'm going to say this and she'll be like, nah, babe, you shouldn't say that. That sounds corny. Like, it's whereas I tell somebody else that, you know, they're so, you know, I guess I could say they're so happy and so, you know, just in tune with the fact that you that I said I'm doing a podcast with with Hayes. They don't care about what I'm doing or what I'm what my idea is. They just heard the bigger picture. And it's like, I understand that. But, you know, some people, it's good to have in your circle because they tell you information. They tell you things that you're not going to think about. Like somebody might see something in you and be able to tell you something about yourself, not necessarily to be on no hater type shit. Because, you know, everybody like when you receive something negative or some negative feedback, the first thing everybody says, oh, you're hating. You're, you're a fucking hater. And it's like, no, bro, I'm telling you something because I feel like this is going to better you. And a lot of people think that they're being hated on. And it's like, bro, you ain't even worth hating on. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to tell you that, but, you know, it is what it is. Like, you're not even worth hating on. I'm I'm really just trying to help you out. And, you know, people just have a big head. So I feel like with podcasting and all that alone and just in my life, it really helped me out on all different aspects. It helped me out with conversation, how I talk to people. It helped me out with networking because... Me, myself, like, I'm I'm really in tune and content with myself. Like, bro, these most of these conversations that I have on my podcast, like, not to sound weird, but these are things that I literally talk out loud with myself mm. and had, like, out loud thoughts. And it was just like, you know what? This is exactly why I need, why I need to do podcasting. Because here I am having these talks with myself, and I have nobody to express my opinion to. When I put it on the podcast, number one, I can't take it back which is cool because once I say, I mean what I say, but number two, now I'm networking with other people. Now I'm getting more comfortable with expressing my opinions because people are telling me that they value my opinion, not because they agree with it, but because I'm not afraid to say what I want and I'm educated enough and I'm intelligent enough to uphold a conversation to where people, it just doesn't sound like a bunch of bullshit that I'm just talking because somebody says something and I was just like, Oh, and just went on a rant about it. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of people just, they talk about things, but they don't really have a meaning behind what they talk about. You know, they, they talk about things, they say they want to do stuff, but they don't really have a real plan or a real message or, for you know, for example, this podcast, a legacy that they want to leave behind. They're just doing it just because it's the trend to do or just something to do at that point in time. And for me, 
you know, podcasting impacted me and changed my life in that aspect because I felt like a lot of the things that I've gone through and a lot of the times where I felt like I wanted to talk to somebody about something and I couldn't, this is the time that I decided to go on podcasting and talk about it and just express my feelings and talk about, you know, what is near and dear to me and society and culture and things that I feel like are relevant and things that I feel like people need to hear about more or less than, you know, entertainment and what the media wants to portray to everybody. That's a fact. And so when when you think about when creating a platform, and so many people create platforms because they think it's going to get them on, they think it's going to get them popular, whatever else, there's a special place for creatives who create a platform for what they can give back. You 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 feel me? That's it's a completely yes, different sir. mindset that you have to have to create it not for what you can gain from it. But what for what the people who are going to listen to you walk away with it with it from like that that that's exactly. it like I've 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 gotten to a place where I'm able to make money off this podcast and shit whatever else that shit still does not at all compare to the amount of time the amount of energy the amount of preparation the amount of me coming out of my own freaking bubble um and I do that not because I, I never thought that I would at one point get to having damn near 3000 people a week, listen to my damn podcast. Like I never in my life would I, did I, when I started this, did I think that, but I feel, I truly feel like I got there because that's not what I wanted. Not, not what I was aiming for. I wanted everybody who listened to this to feel something when they walked away. And if three people listen and two out of those three people felt something, I did it. I just, I made a promise to myself that I was going to show up like I sold out Madison Square Garden every time I get on this mic. Oh yeah, and that and that yeah. and that's the energy that I come to it with. Um, and it 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 hasn't failed me every time. I like I I've missed a couple of weeks here lately because I finally started taking time out for myself. But I went over a hundred weeks straight without missing an episode of this podcast. And believe you me. That wasn't because I got shit out of that. Because there were times where I was tired, sick, and damn near crazy out of my mind, but I still <laughs> did it because I knew people were gonna were gonna get a breakthrough from it. Um, and that that's that when we talk about this impact section legacy, that's all what it means to is you have to be willing. I, I get it; it's your legacy that you leave behind. But it's funny how it works out to be more. It, your legacy is more impactful when you don't do it for you. And that's it. Definitely. That's it. Definitely. That's it. Now, this this was a two-tone conversation. We we haven't spent a lot of time talking about the revenue portion of this. And I want to attack it from a different way. Um, okay. And that is that, and I put this question on the list, is that a lot of people say money is the root of all evil. Do you believe that? <sighs> that that's, I say it's tough, but it's really, like, so simple. Like, I don't think money in general is the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. I think it's the things that people do for money and the things that people are willing to do and the things that, you know, the morals that people are willing to break mm-hmm. for money, yeah. you know, and I think people say that money is the root of all evil, but at the same time, it's not money didn't personally do anything to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the fact that somebody has something that you don't have. It's the fact that somebody has a certain amount of money and people are jealous or people envy people because they have a lot of money. Oh, you got so much money. You ain't doing nothing with it. Why you can't let me hold nothing. Like it's things like that, that make that bring the evil out of people. So I don't think money is the root of all evil. I just think that people, you know, are willing to do anything for money because money is what, and, 
powers the world and what makes the world go round. If you don't have money, then what are you? You know what I mean? And money is almost like money. I feel like is a huge part of your legacy in a sense, because when people look at your legacy, they want to say, oh, he was able to do this. He was able to provide for his family. They don't just look at your legacy and say, oh, yeah, Shirai was a was a very nice guy. You know, I mean, people say that. But at the same time, when people look at, you know, I guess for celebrities, when we look at celebrities legacies, we think about how much money they make. We think Mm -hmm. about the amount of you know, creativity or the amount of work that they've produced that has generated them so much money. Like when we look at Bill Gates, we look at Microsoft and we look at how much money he's generated from Microsoft. We don't, we don't look at Bill Gates and say, oh, Bill Gates was a very humble person. He was a a very, you know, aspirational type of guy, very inspirational. He inspired me to do all these things and to help all these people and to do all these things for all these different types of charities. They don't look at Bill Gates and say that. They look at Bill Gates and say, this guy, is worth billions of dollars and he owns all of this stuff because of Microsoft. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want. And it's fucked up that he can have this and I'm, and I'm over here struggling and people, you know what I mean? Like people tend to, they look at somebody else's monetary value and how much revenue they bring in. And instead of just, you know, congratulating them and being happy for them, they use that to fuel the hate inside of them and to give themselves a reason on why they need to go and kill that person or why they need to go and rob that person or go and hit this lick or to go and set them up is because they have something that that person wants. And it's that sense of, you know, if I can't have it, then nobody can have it. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I don't think money is the root of all evil. I think greed is the root of all evil. And like, don't get me wrong. Everyone has a sense of greed in them in some shape, form, and fashion. We're all humans. We all have it. And I think once people, like, a lot of people on the pursuit to money, they usually have noble ideas. Like, they want money to help provide a lifestyle for their family. Or or they're trying to look for money because they think they could do X, Y, Z with money. But then I think it's it's, once you get that and that that pursuit is over, if the humble, if you being humble leaves and the greed takes over, that's what makes people start making them say the root of of all evil is money because it's really it's really that demon we all have in us anyway. Um, and that's the root. When you talk about root, root means something that's implanted in you. If money was the root of all evil, a lot of evil people would be fucking rich to start with. A lot of there are a lot exactly. of evil motherfuckers who broke his shit, but you know why you don't see that they're evil because they ain't got shit. So like, um, that, that's not the root it's rooted in you. And I think a lot of times too, like you said, it's, it's once somebody gets to a level of money, uh, of, of of having a certain amount of money, that's all we talk about. We don't talk about the charities that they've, that they like, how often do you hear about charities that people donate to? You really don't. How often do you ask, do you hear people ask about that? You don't, they just focus on, Oh, like you said, they made, they're on the Forbes list this year, not knowing that secretly or not even secretly, but they gave tens and thousands of dollars to the boys and girls club but we don't talk about that we're talking about what it looked like that how much how how many stacks they throwing in the music videos what they doing with this you see what car they drove here like and so and there are a lot of celebrities that do give and we just don't talk about it but i really think that the root of all evil is us and i think that you can use money to be as impactful as anything else because what you do with your money for example let's go back to lebron when you look at LeBron, his whole squad, they all aren't re- very college edu- educated. They have one of the biggest sports agencies in the world. LeBron's he's financed so many films that people wouldn't even know about. 
And so that that's what you can do with money that adds to your legacy. Rich Paul's exactly. legacy in sports being someone who didn't even go to school for sports representation or agency and has the big that man can almost every athlete hopes to be represented by his by his company now. And what he did with his money, what he did with it, um, and how he used and him, LeBron used his money to put his people on, not just give them money, but to give them platforms of things they were truly passionate about. That's what, how you can use money to add to your legacy. That's how you can use money to to help push not forward you, but the people around you. Now, not everyone does that, but I think that's the things that we need to look at so much is stop just giving people money and create things. And this is this is something that we talked about on the Breaks Radio, my other podcast is, for example, we Clubhouse just got a billion dollar valuation. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's funny it, people have flocked to that. But I guarantee you. If Joe Budden, who's somebody who's very active on on I think that motherfucker lives on Clubhouse because he has a room going all the goddamn time. But outside of that, if Joe Budden would have started his own version of Clubhouse, we wouldn't have supported it the way that we did. Facts. We make we Facts. make so many other companies and so many other things money, and then we want to talk about like legacy. We don't support we support our own when they already get to a certain level. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it's like okay, yeah, it's good that you support them, but like. Like, why Why does it take, we still don't have a black-owned car manufacturer, but yet we all drive motherfucking cars. You feel me? And exactly. I, I guarantee you, if, if me and you started our own car company, we couldn't have a lot of money to have the best design right away. Black-owned car manufacturer, the car looks, uh, it's uh, it's okay. It's a, it's, a, it's a four-door sedan. People would be like, oh, no, I'm going to go buy this Impala. Yep. Yep. You feel me? Exactly. And so, you, you, when you, when you want to talk about money being the root of all evil... What you support with your money matters as well. And we don't support our own. So you can't talk about something being the root of all evil when there's a, there's somebody positive right now, a good brother, who's starting something up. Are you going to support them? Probably not. Exactly. And a lot of people, you know, a lot of people want to see that. Uh, when it's, like we talked about earlier, they want to see that finishing product. Like mm-hmm. before you support somebody, they want to see the perfect image. And a lot of people don't want to see growth. And I feel like for me, like, Growth is like it's like this is the beauty in growth that I like. I like when I can look at somebody's stuff or somebody's you know podcast or whatever kind of videos I'm watching. If it's something that I'm really into as far as a philosophical and like going deep, I can watch their progression. I can watch them get better. And a lot of people don't want to see that. They don't want it. They don't care to see when when your podcast wasn't shit or when you didn't have all the equipment or when your podcast sounded like shit. And then it progressed to, you know, the film and it progressed into you becoming an audio engineer and all. They just want to see, they just want to see that final product. They want to see that video that, that Hayes made. You know what I mean? They don't want to see all the shit that you went through and all the struggles and all the takes you had to do to shoot that shot the perfect way. They don't want to see none of that. They want to see the finishing product and the final touches. And I feel like for me, I enjoy the beauty of growth. I like watching things like that. And I like seeing the growth in people because it encourages me that, and it lets me know and it humbles me that, you know, I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. We all deserve, or we all deserve things, but we all have room to grow. And if we're not going to sit here and look at ourselves and say that this is something that I can affect about myself or something I can change about myself, then we're never going to be open to anything when it has when it comes to having a conversation with anybody if we're not willing to be open minded about the things that we could change about ourselves. Self change is hard. Like 
how many people do you see on social media talking shit about what other people do? But have you changed yourself? Have you changed exactly. yourself? Like people, exactly. people always want to incite change or call out what needs to be changed, but you ain't changed the damn shit. The thing about you, change starts internally. If you can't change exactly. inside, I don't give a fuck what you got to say about nothing else you're talking about. Exactly, man. Listen, listen. Um, and then as far let, let just to, just to stay on money a little bit, real quick. I, I want to get you get your your mind on this, right? Okay. How many people do you think if they were if you were to go and give three people a hundred thousand dollars. How many of do you of them do you think three years from now will be broke again? I would say two. Two out of the three will probably yeah. be broke again. Yeah. And 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 that and that's what's sad, right? Is because like we, we, we chase all these things and like I always say this, right? Oprah can come and write a check right now that could change me in your life and it wouldn't even affect her. She can literally come and write us a five hundred thousand dollar check each. And it wouldn't even be a blip on her bank account, right? Definitely. But the thing is, is that most people, if they're given those opportunities, they they may try to go start a company. They may try to they they may try to buy a house or whatever, but they they blow the shit away. Our people, we don't know enough. And I know this is maybe you know a little weird to say now is like investments, for example. We don't talk about the stock market in the black culture very often. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk about generational wealth, we talk about how do we build how. A lot of these these white families, if you, like when you look at people who are like, how did they make their money? It's because they 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 did it on the stock market, and then once they got to a certain place, they were self like. There are a lot of people who whole entire fortunes are self sustained by playing the stock market. They don't work, they don't do shit else. They they sit there and watch the stock market, and so many of us like we are black people are the biggest hustlers, and we will make freaking. A gourmet meal out of a few leaves, right? But yet, mm-hmm. but yet, we don't think about s- systematic things like the stock market. We don't talk about that, and we still have that crab in the bucket mentality that infect that affects us so much. We live in the right now, and for a, a, and I'll say for a large a large part, we had to live in the right now because if we didn't live in the right now, black people for a while would not live. If you try to go out of that, right? But yeah, we're not yeah. in that. We're not in that anymore. We we sit there. And we and we worry about a lot of things that are in the right now. And we're not we ain't got no retirements for our children after we're long. They're struggling like so much of this shit. And it's just ingrained in our culture not to do so. Again, if you want to talk about money, if you want to talk about how are you how can you use that to to impact your legacy? Because that's what we're here to discuss today. When you look at the stock market, look at getting a huge because you're going to die at some point. You can at least leave your kids something. If you're not making enough money to push in the savings account for them, think about what you can do with insurance. But we don't think about that. We don't like going to doctors. We don't like doing none of this shit that other coaches exactly. do so often. You feel me? And then want to want to talk about why our money is insurance and why we can't build generational wealth. You're not even thinking for the next generation. You thinking for the right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that really comes from. Uh, I talked about this with somebody the other day. I'm, I'm glad you said that i think that really comes from the systematic chain of how our society has always been trained like we've always as far as like black people and i hate to like you know narrow it down to one race but i'm just talking about us because we're black men so we could talk about this from a personal standpoint i feel like the system has always been set up to make sure that we don't become millionaires to make sure that we're not one of those people who are wealthy Mm -hmm. and that sense of society has been going for generation after generation after generation where all our ancestors have known 
is the right now. I have to make the money for right now because for right now, I have to put food on the table for my family. Right now, I can't afford to put no money and invest it into this stock because right now, my lights are about to get cut off or right now, you know what I mean? My heat's about to get cut off and I need to make sure that my kids can take a hot shower. So I feel like, you know, I definitely, I totally agree with what you said. Like, you know, nowadays, it's not all about the right now. There's so many educated people that are willing, that are, willingly giving out game but it's just something as simple as us like and you know it's, as the saying goes like if you want to keep a nigga from learning something put that shit in the book mm. you know what i mean and, and a Bro, lot of people how many people in our want, culture gladly say i don't read books that shit blows my facts. mind every time bro like you don't read facts. like come facts. On, and i used to be one of those people like i used to like for a while i always thought that not reading was like like literally what it was, like you can't read, like you're literally, you can't read, but at the same time, it's like, once I started getting into reading a little bit now, I'm not very active in reading, but I do read from time to time now, especially more, but when I first started getting into reading, I started understanding why people said, if you want to keep something from a nigga, put it in the book, because there's so much stuff that you find in a book, and it's just like nobody wants to take the time mm-hmm. and the energy to sit down and open a book and read because it's boring or because it's time consuming or there's so many other better things that I could do or I can go on YouTube and find the same information, which nowadays you essentially mm-hmm. can't go on YouTube and find the same information without reading the book. But at the same time, there's going to be gems that you're going to find in a book that somebody like me or you might not say. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? There's always going to be something that's in a book that's going to give you the level of education on something that you can never receive from the words of somebody's mouth or a video that you see. That's fact. That's fact. And that's it. Um, I, 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 I think we, we, we hit the nail on every head here. I don't know. I, oh, yeah. I told you when I was texting you, somebody's going to get their breakthrough from this. And I guarantee you somebody's going to take a gym from this and they're going to be like, God damn, these niggas was spitting. Hell spittin'. yeah. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's what we do it for, bro. You know, we do it for, for moments like this to be able to talk about some real shit. Yeah. And get people an insight and let them know that, you know, they're, you know, I know you got some shit going on and you got your struggles and things like that. But, you know, from two black men that have gone through the same things and deal with the same things that you deal with on a daily basis, it just goes to show that, you know, we can all make something of ourselves and we can all be productive and we can all be somebody. It's just up to, it's up to us to push ourselves through the trials and tribulations to get there. That's a fact, man. That's a fact. Um, that's it, bro. You got anything left for the people, man? Anything left on your spirit? I feel like we, we unloaded the whole clip on them today. Yeah, man. I think we unloaded the whole clip, bro. I think, <laughs> you know, I don't think there's too much more we can go on as far as this episode. Now, of course, you know, we oh we got other shit. We, we got shit in the oh, works. Yeah. We're gonna have this this isn't gonna be a one time appearance. We got other back, we got back. other shit. We're gonna reload the clip and we'll be back. We'll definitely be back. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, but sir. um go ahead, give them your social media, bro. Tell them where they can follow you, all that good stuff. All right. Well, if everybody wants to follow me on my personal Instagram, you can follow me at your boy Rod. You can follow my podcast and platform on Facebook. That's the Blunt Effect Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at the Blunt Effect Podcast. Follow me on Apple Podcasts and all podcasts and networks at the Blunt Effect Podcast. Mm-hmm. And if you enjoy doing what 
I like doing them. Maybe you should take some time out and, you know, come vibe with me, you know? <laughs> there you go, man. You can follow me at CEO Hayes. You can follow the podcast at Awaken Soul Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. The Awaken Soul Pod is gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. We are the number one podcast for the culture. Me and, me and Rod did that thing, and we out this bitch. Peace. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, bro, that was fire, man. Hell yeah. I'm a hundred racks away from my happiness. Matter of fact, a hundred mil. Only thing I've been stacking lately is stress. Put that on top of bills. I could go and cop a brick on the block and make it disappear like Copperfield. My nigga said he loved the evils of the lifestyle and the way that chopper feel. Is it really heaven for a nigga that I never seen? Hope can't see passing the meat through the weed smoke. Put a nigga in the dirt for a quick scene. No, still not a mom purse. Either that a sling dope on the boulevard in a white hood house with a hot water rider, but a pot don't run. Went half on a piece, stash in the bush in the back. Goddamn, prayer cop don't come. They dreaming about a pinup girl with big tits and curvy waist. Until this time, I get ready for work and jump on that 38. Young nigga going nowhere fast. Will he see an early fate? He don't wanna die young, but if he do, will he see them pearly gates? Oh Lord, this life has got a hold of me. Going through it, you know how it goes. Hennessy and Bombay. I swear that's all a nigga knows. Mama say she pray for me.